good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome back to One Guy, One Roll. I'm Hero Cities, as always, your host, player, and GM. I know it took a little bit of time, and those uh, two session zeros took about an hour, but now we are finally ready to dive on into playing Ironsworn Starforged. Here on episode number one, we will be talking briefly about a couple of corrections I had to make during character creation. Then we will swear our iron vow and get started with our inciting incident. Anyways, the one primary change I'm making to Nikora involves the ship second chance. After some thinking, I decided it would be kind of more interesting if it was a little bit bigger than the Serenity. I was thinking maybe it was an old X-Space trucker. I'm thinking something along the lines of the interstellar truck in Cowboy Bebop, meaning that while it's a fairly large ship, perhaps two to hundred to three hundred feet long, but the actual cruise space is pretty small and only on the front end of the ship. I think maybe a little bit larger of a cab than is shown in that episode, but I believe that there's quite a large amount of cargo space available in the back of the ship, and that allows Nikora to collect a lot more salvage than he would otherwise and provides enough room for the uh, skiff named Fatty to park in the back. Anyways, besides that, that's really the only major change I've envisioned. So just as a quick recap from the previous two episodes, we have completed all of our background world building for this season of the show. We have established the truths about our forge. We have created our character of Nikora Sokolov. We have detailed the Kosus Flow, which is the first region of the forge that we will be starting our adventure in. We have created our contract or contact, I guess, for our first Val Creed, who's based in Osius a settlement on the planet Tyr, and we have also got a little background information about Nikor himself, but beyond that, I think we are ready to start beginning our adventure, which starts with envisioning an inciting incident. We kind of already have a basic background idea of what this inciting incident is um, from Creed, who is located on Osseus. Now, we've already kind of talked about how Nikora is on the planet, or at least near the planet Cicero, which is an ice planet located on the edge of the Kosas Flow, and that we do know that there's some sort of abandoned station here. That's all we know at the moment. So I believe that for our inciting incident, we need to figure out exactly what Creed wants from Cicero or perhaps the orbiting station. And then we need to figure out what it is exactly we're going to be doing here. So let's take a look at our truths. I'm not seeing anything that really sticks out from any of these various things. So I think we're just going to go ahead and give it a roll. I think the most useful table we can use is the action and theme. For action, we got 55, which is impress. And off a of theme, 
16. Culture. Impress culture. Impress culture. I got it. When we rolled up Creed, we rolled up that he was a leader of something. I think he's leader of some sort of cult, whether religious or philosophical, that venerates true AI. I think that's kind of interesting and actually feeds into our truth. So as far as impressed culture, I think that Creed has sent Nikora to this old abandoned station or possibly destroyed station in order to retrieve some item that involves AI. Now, I haven't mentioned this yet, but we are going to be introducing a couple additional rules and books to this campaign, including uh, the UNE, which is the Universal NPC Emulator, and the Mythic GM Emulator, because I think the Fate Chart is a lot more interesting in the Mythic system, and it allows for random spawning of events, which we'll get into if it ever happens. However, we're also going to utilize the Chaos system from Mythic GM Emulator. I think that Creed has sent us here to retrieve a memory core from the syst- from somewhere in this system that was used by the AI. Whether it's broken or destroyed or whatnot, we'll find out during play, but I think he wants the data core from the AI. I think it's a near sure thing, that's why we're here. Rerolled a 32, which is a yes. So we have been sent here to retrieve an AI memory core for Nikora. I think we will start off our story with a flashback of Nikora, who, as a refresher, is generally kind of unkempt and has kind of greasy hair and a, and a beard, maybe looking a little scruffy. Um, and he is usually wearing a long, dirty, unwashed duster. And he has a rebreather, although now it's kind of hanging loosely around his neck. And uh, at his hip, he has a holster with the butt end of a gun sticking out of it other than that he tends to travel pretty light he might have a backpack on sometimes but at the moment he does not however he always has um, a little satchel that's attached to his hip in the flashback i think that nikora is being led with a cloth sack over his head downward and all we can see at the moment is blackness, but he can hear the sounds of strange whirring and banging and low murmuring and and humming as he's being led with the sack over his head so he can't see anything down these twisting pathways. And the people leading him are none too gentle. And as he reaches what is clearly the bottom of some staircase after descending for a couple of minutes and through these twisty alleyways or something it's hard to tell the ground's very squishy and wet but the the sack is ripped off his head and in front of him stands a man who he has never seen before uh this man is quite old although maybe not in the sense of that he's an elderly man but he has very deep furrows in his face clearly a life of hard work and he's very large and and bulky and he's not necessarily muscular like Nikora is more just tall and bulky he's just a big guy and he eyes Nikora suspiciously but not saying anything Nikora always obstinate 
kind of brushes himself off and looks up at this man and says, could have told your boys to be a little more gentle. There was no need for the bag over my head. I ain't telling nobody nothing. Still silent, this large man gazes down from a dais upon Nikora. Still silent. In the murky shadows around, Nikora can just make out a couple of other figures, including the two who led him down here, shuffling in the darkness. You can see Nikora starting to get a little a little frustrated with the situation. Well, out with it, man. What do you want from me? You're the one that brought me here. My contact said that you had some sort of job you wanted done, something that required the use of one not tied to the guilds. At this, the large man on the dais cracks a small smile and says, Your reputation precedes you, Nikora. Our mutual contact told me you could be hot-headed. I suspected nothing else from your reputation. My name is Creed. I have brought you here because I need something. I need you to retrieve an item for me. Nikora impatiently at the brief silence from Creed speaking. What do you need me to get for you? I'm at your service. Just tell me what you need. Get me some creds and a job's a job and it's done. Creed is clearly not used to being interrupted because he's a little taken aback by Nikora's brusqueness. I know you are an outsider here, Nikora, but do not interrupt me again. I think Nikora is smart enough to know to keep his mouth shut in this time. He is vastly outnumbered and has no idea who's actually lurking in these shadows. Creed speaks again. I know of your kind, Iron Sworn, an old and outdated form of belief but you are said to be true to your word and that's all that matters when it comes down to it a man is only as good as his word is he not yes i need you to retrieve something for me word has it word came with the recent courier ships of something that has gone wrong on cicero my sources on the inside told me that the station has suddenly gone silent the courier guild is likely transferring that information and I need you, Nikora, I need you to travel to Cicero Station and retrieve an item for me if it's true that this information delivered by the carriers is true. Inside of this orbiting station, they have a very special computer. I need the memory core from this computer. You should not tamper with it. Do not touch it. Do not look into it. Bring it back intact and complete and... You consider your vow fulfilled, and a substantial reward will be yours for the taking. At that, Creed stops talking, and Nikora looks up at him. I require something a little more than just a simple reward in credits. I need information. What exactly am I retrieving from this space station? Creed cracks a small smile. You see, Nikora, it is something that has been lost to our people. Something that we have forsaken. Something that could change the forge. Tell me, Nikora, do you trust the old sources from before the Exodus? Nikora looks uncomfortable and looks up to Creed. I only trust what I can see and verify with my own eyes, Creed. Looking back down at Nikora, a sly smile creeps onto Creed's face. Good. Believe this, Nikora. The true narrative of past events is seldom written down and passed along. Sometimes it has to be discovered for ourselves. Bring me the core of this computer, and I will consider enlightening you to the true nature 
of the forge and what came before. Now swear to me that you will recover this core intact and untampered with and deliver it back to me. At this request, Nikora undoes the satchel at his hip and pulls out a small black box. On it, there is a little pad. He puts his thumb to it and a little green light flashes and turns solid and the lid pops open. And inside, protected by a thick crystalline structure, is a marble-sized perfect sphere of black obsidian-like material. Nikora takes his hand and puts it on top of the object and swears a vow to retrieve the memory core from the station if the station has been destroyed and we will return it to Creed on Osseus. Well, that was the wrong dice, and also this is a good time to discuss how the system of dice rolling works in Iron Sworn. Basically, you have a six-sided dice called the action dice and two ten-sided dice, which are called the challenge dice. And what your, your goal is, is to take any bonuses or and plus your attribute that you're rolling, add it to the six-sided dice and attempt to beat whatever you roll on both the ten-sided dice. There's a number of other factors that come into play like momentum and other things, but that's the basic way the whole system works. It's very open-ended and allows for a lot of different types of actions and various things to be made. So, upon swearing an iron vow to complete a quest, write down your vow and give it a rank. I think the rank for this one will be dangerous. What that means is not necessarily that it's dangerous, which it probably will be given that it's a role-playing game, but more just how much effort it's going to take in order to complete it and we'll talk about that more as we get into it so our first role of the game since we have a connection with creed we do get to add plus one to this role and whenever you roll you roll plus heart our heart is one so we're going to be adding two to whatever uh, we roll on our action dice so we rolled a three on our action dice so five and then we had a four and a seven you'll find in iron sworn it's pretty common to end up with a weak hit what a weak hit is you are determined but begin your quest with more questions than answer take plus one momentum and envision what you do to find a path forward just briefly our momentum goes up to plus three and just briefly what momentum allows you to do essentially you can burn momentum for us back down to plus two and that will allow you to essentially use momentum instead of and get rid of uh some of the challenge dice you've rolled but when it comes up we'll get into it uh much more deeply so we have more questions than answers i think the obvious question that we have is we don't know where the core is located we don't know necessarily that it's on the station or whatnot uh creed thinks it was part of the station but we don't know that for sure so we're going to have to discover that when we actually get to cicero with our vow sworn to creed i think we come back into the present and find nikora sitting at 
the flight controls of the second chance. And in his hand, he has a small locket that is open. And we can see some blue light on his face. But before the camera pans around so you can see what he's looking at, he shuts it, hangs it back in its proper place in the flight deck, and looks down at the console where there's a flashing, slowly pulsating red light. As you might expect for Nikora, the flight deck of the second chance is pretty trashed. There's old food containers and cups and other debris from just general everyday living kind of scattered about with no real organization or cleanliness being observed. Nikora himself is munching away on an unlit cigar in his mouth as he looks down at the pulsating, slowly pulsating red light. Chance, what's going on? Is this good or bad red light? We only have one light and you always flash it at me when everything else is going on. The camera pans around in the flight deck and we see that there's nobody else in the flight deck. However, a couple moments later, a grainy robotic voice comes over the comms. You know, sir, that I am programmed to flash the red light whenever there is anything of importance. Nikora chomps a little bit harder on the butt of the old cigar in his mouth. We're the only two aboard this ship, Chance. You don't need to flash the damn light at me. You could just tell me if you have something to say. I know it's going to be you. The robotic voice comes back over the intercom. I thought you might like to know, sir. We have dropped out of the drift and have arrived. However, it's a little strange. As per routine, I sent out a general hail to the surrounding area, but... Let me guess, Nikora interrupted. You haven't heard anything, have you? As usual when interrupting his programming, the VI remained silent and did not respond to Nikora's rhetorical questioning. Well, let's open the blinds and see what we're dealing with. Pushing on a couple of stiff buttons, Nikora sits back in his chair as the blast shutters open in front of the cockpit, revealing a tiny, dim star far in the distance with glittering stellar objects around it and just in front filling most of the rest of the window a bright white ball with ridges clearly visible even from space crisscrossing its surface it's clearly cicero the ice world however there's no sign of any space station no wonder it's so darn cold on this planet look how far away from the star it is nikor mumbled to himself actually sir chance interjected according to my readings it's considerably closer than average i think it's just tiny dim and weak tried to make some readings of the strange objects surrounding the star but the star's radiation appears to block anything i can read nikora sighed and looks back out at the frozen ball of ice filling his vision well let's make this quick if the space station is as abandoned as the old man thinks this should be an easy scavenging mission for us. Nikora reaches out and grabs the controls and tipping the nose down towards the planet below. Clacking away at the keys on the terminal, a grainy image comes up on the monitor. Nikora smacks the side of the computer and grumbles out an expletive. What the hell, Chance? What's going on with the Auspex? Why is it just bringing back fuzzy imagery? I told you, sir. In the last 13 weekly reports... 
that the Auspex unit is overdue for preventative maintenance. I was certain that you had read those. Sighing loudly, Nicola returns his gaze back to the grainy images on the monitor. The three-dimensional wireframe image of the planet showed mostly, but with the amount of background radiation and fuzz on the picture, you can't make out any other details about what the instruments are picking up. Well, I guess we're just going to have to do this the old-fashioned way, Nicola grumbles. All right, Chance, what do you have in your databases about Cicero? Is there anything at all about what the station is? Well, sir, you see, my databases on Cicero were last updated 36 years ago. According to what little data I do possess, it appears that Cicero, besides the station in orbit above it, is an uninhabited planet. I have no reports of any excursions to the surface, zero records about any flora or fauna that might be present on the surface. Searching, 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 searching. It does appear that there is one entry related to the station that orbits Cicero. Apparently, they had requested aid from the Spacers Guild relating to toxic waste of some kind that was building up on the station perhaps an issue with their sanitation systems. Beyond that, there is no further data. Well, that certainly isn't much to go on, set me a course towards the planet, and perhaps we can pick up something out of the static, the space station or otherwise. At this point, I think that is setting a course. When you follow a known route through perilous space, across hazardous terrain, or within a mysterious site, roll plus supply. Which for us right now is a plus five. We got a... 8 with a 10 and a 2 on the dice. On a weak hit, you arrive but face a cost or complication. Choose one. Suffer cost and route, make a suffer move, or two suffer moves, or face a complication at the destination. Envision what you do. I think we are definitely going to have a complication that arises when we reach our destination. The question is, what kind of trouble? I'm thinking we roll on action and theme tables. 93 surrender ability surrender ability so as nicola and the second chance pull closer to the planet on the monitor the grainy image of the planet starts to show something else out there and a proximity sensor warning starts to flash on the console they're currently on the night side of the planet, so it's hard to see anything out the front. And with what little light there is being cast from the small star, it does not do much to illuminate the area. Chance comes on over the intercom. Warning, sir. A hundred meters ahead, detected an obstacle. Warning. Seventy-five meters ahead, we have detected fifty meters ahead. Nikora grabs the controls and quickly tries to slow down the spaceship. And I think that this roll is a face danger roll with speed, mobility, or agility. So roll plus edge. Luckily, our edge is two. That's a seven with double sixes. So that is a strong hit. And in Iron Sworn, there's an optional roll where if you roll doubles, you can secure some sort of additional advantage or disadvantage on the roll. So I like to call that an extreme success. So on a strong hit, you are successful. Take plus one momentum. That raises our momentum to four. And uh, so as Chance keeps counting down 30 meters, 20 meters, Nikora quickly slams 
the control forward and just barely missing the top of the flight deck out of the inky darkness of the dark side of this planet. A massive chunk of metal barely squeezes on by. Holy shit, that was close. As he picks up his half-chewing cigar off the ground where it dropped out of his mouth and stuffs it back into his mouth. What the hell is this? Why didn't the Auspex pick it up? Sir, as I told you, the Auspex have been malfunctioning for the last 13... Shut up, Chance. I know. It was a rhetorical question. Do you know what a rhetorical question is? Yes, sir, I do. A rhetorical question... Shut up, Chance. Now's not the time. Find out what the hell we almost smashed into. Searching. 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 Whatever it is, sir, it appears to be big. I can just make it out on the monitor. On the screen in front of Nikora, the staticky image slowly starts to clear up. Just as the tip of the rising sun crests over the top of the planet and faintly, in a dull white glow, illuminates the gray and riveted surface of something large and something metallic as we fade to black. Thank you once again for listening to One Guy, One Roll. This has been episode one of Iron Sworn Star Forged, where we are following the adventures of Nikora. I can't wait to see what happens next episode when we actually get down to the surface, or perhaps the space station orbiting Cicero, and discover exactly what Creed thinks is so important in this system that he needs. Until next time, I've been your host, Hero Cities, signing off. Take care, y'all.